I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. to another episode of Purple Insider. Matthew Collar here, along with WCCO's Paul Hodewanek, and uh, we are recording this on the Vikings day off, which means I've come up with a ridiculous game for us to play. How are you, Paul? I'm great. Excited to play this said ridiculous game that I just learned about 15 seconds ago. I'm ready. Yeah, well, there's no preparation required for this game. This is not hot routes where you spend hours and hours pouring over your answers. This is more of instant reaction stuff. So here's the game. We're going to Google Teams, and when we get to the end, we'll do the Vikings. We're going to Google Teams on Google News and see what it says for their training camp headlines. And uh, part of my reasoning on this is because I'm always wondering, like, how is every other beat covering their team? Like, do they have controversies? And something that I wrote about today was just about how, like, if the training camp controversy of the year so far is that some fans were asked not to take video and then took video anyway. Uh, although, you know, I guess when when your coach when the coach of the team you like asks you not to do something and then you do it anyway, and he says it's going to help the team, like, are you a fan? It's a good question. But, uh, you know, the other one was like, what, uh, Kirk Cousins not throwing with Justin Jefferson or something like, oh, no, will they ever complete a pass to each other? And then yesterday, Jefferson Moss is like three guys in practice. I think they got it, folks. Uh, So there has been nothing as far as controversy goes for the Vikings, which I think is the best possible outcome for them to not have any huge controversy. This is better than like plexiglass gate and Daniel Hunter, like his tweak turning into a season long injury. So like if, if this is just like maybe slight passive aggressive comments about working out in the fall, in the summer or not, then that is perfectly fine with me. Yeah. And uh, I just think that it wasn't like a thing. Um, You know, those uh, I I think that everybody takes a different tact with those weeks off. But trust me, they'll have time to throw the ball to each other uh, on like every practice and every play all the way throughout the summer and every warm up and every walkthrough and every whatever else. Something tells me they'll be fine. It just you know, it just sounds like I don't know. Is it is our first time here, folks? Like, it's not our first time like, covering football. We don't have to make stuff out of nothing. But actually, you know, in this case, they should be thrilled that you kind of do because there have been no major injuries, as you mentioned. And I know I can hear people saying, do not jinx this because roofs can collapse at any time. So I'm sorry if I jinxed something, but I think it really is the goal of them to have a non-controversial camp, to have a regular football camp, to have 
no tension, no headbutting, no fights or having uh, like in 2018 when Kirk Cousins threw the ball into the road out of frustration with uh, Mike Zimmer's defense and John DeFilippo's offense. They were already headbutting by I, I think the end of minicamp was when it started already. So uh, they have not had any of that which I think is the best case scenario. And then even with the way they're handling players in terms of workload, they are going out of their way to do everything they can to keep everybody healthy and just get them through this camp, uh, which I think is something that they're doing in a smarter way than the previous regime. Yeah. I just thinking about uh, the Kirk cousins throwing the ball into the street. I, I don't know if I ever thought about the logistics of that. It's kind of far away to throw it into the street uh, from depending on where he was throwing it. So that's kind of impressive. It's not an easy toss. No, I, I would not say that uh, any of us could do it from where he threw it into the road, though there are multiple fields. So if you saw any pictures or any uh, amateur content creator videos from the stands, he wasn't throwing it into the road from that field. That okay. would be like the Michael Vick uh, video from way back in the day where he was throwing it out of the stadium, which right. uh, I don't know if that was real or not, but there was there was a clip of somebody, a coach, saying that what they love to do with Brett Favre when he was a rookie in Atlanta, I think it was Jerry Glanville. He would have him throw the ball to the highest level of the stands in the stadium, like in, in before the game. And he hated Favre, and that's why they traded him to the Packers. Great trade, Jerry Glanville. Yeah. Uh, but thing. that, you know, that that was like one of the things. His arm was so strong that he would make it like a circus trick. He'd be, look at this guy. Look how far he could throw the ball. Uh, anyway, well, Kirk's not quite circus armed, but he was strong enough to throw it in the road. We haven't seen any of that, though, since uh, at least last year for controversy. And we'll see if any of it comes as the pads begin popping on Monday. So I want to look around and see what everybody else is talking about and go through some of these headlines and whether they matter to us or not. So when you pick what team you want, uh, maybe have it be a team on the Vikings schedule, and then we'll look it up and we'll go through the division ones. We'll see if Courtney shows up at all from Chicago. She'll be on the show soon enough. Uh, let's start with the Green Bay Packers. First headline that comes up is can newcomer Dalen Levitt be an elite special teams player for the Packers. Wow. They need I, one, though. They need one, though. That's problems. Right. No, I, I think if that's, again, if we're talking about worries that teams are having, if the Green Bay Packers are only worrying about it, who they have to find their special teams ace, that probably tells you their roster is in a pretty dang good spot. Um, if those are the questions we're having first week out of camp is, how are we going to fill our special teams unit? Okay, there are more headlines. That's not the only one. That's not the only story from Packers camp. Aaron Rodgers on rookie Romeo Dubes. We all feel good about Romeo. You better. I mean, you know, I I can't tell you what position does Romeo Dubes play. (laughs) (laughs) Romeo Dubes was the fourth round draft pick wide receiver. Okay, that's what I thought. I just didn't want to go on a tangent about wide receivers. And then you're like, Paul, he's a linebacker. So (laughs) I I needed to verify. But uh, I've been doing some research for an article that will be coming out soon. Just kind of looking at PFF tiered all positions for all teams and where they rank. And I don't think I quite realized like – Compared, comparatively to the rest of the NFL, how bad the Green Bay Packers are with their wide receiver unit. They're ranked 31st out of 32 teams, and the Bears are 32nd. So not exactly an all-star lineup that the Vikings coverage unit's going to have to go against. If Romeo Dubes is their, is who they have to worry about, then I think Cam Dantzler and Patrick Peterson are going to be fine. If that's 
the guys that they're having to to go out and cover. Okay, I have more on this very subject from our Google News search of the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers on his new look wide receiver group. I like the guys we got. And Adams's exit provides chance for Packers's Lazard to step up. Now, this is where we can have a discussion because there's like Alan Lazard buzz from Packers training camp. And I would say this. Uh, there's also another headline that says Christian Watson could miss a chunk of camp in preseason. That's not good for them not good. that he's supposed to be their guy and he can't miss time when he's trying to build chemistry with Aaron Rodgers. Um, but as far as Alan Lazard goes, I do think you should be concerned about the Alan Lazard thing, because let's think about where Devonte Adams or Jordy Nelson or whoever else has played for Aaron Rodgers. Let, let, let's think about their career trajectory of playing with Aaron Rodgers. And I think that ranking them 31st makes sense based on what we know about them. But we also know the tendency of Aaron Rodgers is to make wide receivers into his stars. And if he's having a great camp and they're looking really good together and they've already played together enough time, he could be the next guy that gives you a bunch of problems. Yeah, I, I'm searching this up as we go now, but I believe Alan Lazard like had crazy records in college in terms of his production. Uh, so this isn't some guy that just has no bona fides whatsoever. Like he, I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, he had 3,360 yards over four seasons. He was right around 1,000 yards twice, 26 touchdowns in four years. So had a lot of production in college. Rodgers has made the Jordy Nelsons of the world top tier wide receivers before. Jordy Nelson wasn't some gangbuster that came out of college ready to just was anointed a number one wide receiver. Even Devontae Adams, two years into Devontae Adams, uh, the Packers fans were not super thrilled about him. And then he turns out to be everything that he's become. So I don't, I think it's a stretch to say Alan Lazard's going to be that, or we can expect that from him, but I don't know if it's necessary, necessarily needed. Now, still, if you're the 31st out of 32 in a position group that is as important as wide receiver, I get that they have Aaron Rodgers and he's going to make a lot out of not much, but you still need quality guys that are going to get open consistently. You don't want to ask 17 weeks of the year for Rodgers to have to fit balls in and have to really think and like work super, super hard. Like, especially when we get into the playoffs, all margins tighten. So they're going to need a Romeo Dubes to pop up, or they're going to need Christian Watson not to get hurt because Alan Zard could be a solid wide receiver. You can't just have one good wide receiver. They're tight ends. Tanyan's been good, but he's also hurt a lot. So I think it is a major issue for the Packers, their wide receiver unit. Now, Will, is it more than likely that eight weeks in, they've found another guy that can easily slot in to be that wide receiver too? Probably, because that's just what Aaron Rodgers does. But until we see it, I think it deserves to have some skepticism thrown towards it. And for the Vikings to have them early on in the schedule, that's a nice little feather in the cap because – Watson might not be there at that point. Dubes would be playing his first game. Like, like that's, that's a nice time to see the Packers on your schedule. Of course, what you want to hear if you're Vikings fans is that 
Uh, Aaron Rodgers is frustrated that he's throwing daily fits and he's coming to camp as different Nicolas Cage characters each day out of anger. And this is the way he's acting out because his receivers are so bad. Um, so I, I assume that there's enough objectivity down there in Green Bay for them to be telling the truth that, you know, uh, Alan Lazard is looking good with Aaron Rodgers, but we'll see as we go along, of course. Uh, now, and one more from the Packers. Zach Tom has athleticism technique to play left tackle. Uh, don't know who Zach Tom is, but I do know that doesn't sound like David Bakhtieri playing left tackle. And this is one thing where I would say uh, that it could be a major issue for the Green Bay Packers. Last year, Elton Jenkins tore his ACL in a game against the Vikings. And David Bakhtieri tore it two years ago and has not come back yet. And he's still on, I think, their pup list. If they're playing backup tackles and an offensive line that's lost people, that usually uh, the Packers offensive linemen end up getting signed by other teams. Uh, so they've lost people over the years and you're going up against a defensive line that is 100% to start the season, which is the major goal of Kevin O'Connell and uh, this team is to have Zadarius Smith, Daniil Hunter, Harrison Phillips, Delvin Tomlinson, Armand Watts, like the whole deal. If everyone is healthy and good to go and Bakhtieri is not back, I'm not sure of what – there's not a headline in Google News here about what uh, Jenkins' status is, but if – someone named Zach Tom is playing left tackle and they're moving Hunter over there. And Zadarius Smith is rushing over this person. Uh, I think that is news that you want to hear because that is one thing that could be problematic. Yeah. Zach Tom is a fourth round pick from this year. So if they're playing a fourth round pick uh, really, at, especially at a tackle spot, that is not a place you want to be as a Packers fan. So Elgin Jenkins, Torres ACL last year. Uh, other articles I'm seeing is he's ahead of schedule in his recovery, but still, if that that still could mean that he's missing time or he's not 100 when he gets back there, another feather in the Vikings cap for Week One. And just as you move throughout the season, left tackles, right tackle, the tackles matter. And if you're starting a, a fourth round pick, odds are he's not going to be great. So that's that's an issue you have to address and. It's probably nice for Vikings fans to hear about an offensive line issue that doesn't involve their team. Not that they don't have their own, but I would venture to say if the Packers are starting a, a rookie fourth rounder at left tackle, that's about the biggest question mark you can have for an offensive line. So they might have that shakiest spot in the division for that offensive line. And this is part of the reason why I picked the Vikings to win in week one and said that, it's a great schedule draw to have them in week one. It is not a great schedule draw to have them in week 17, but uh, at least off the bat with Rodgers making his adjustments and maybe their offensive line not fully healthy uh, and your defensive line fully healthy, that gives you a bit of an edge. All right, you pick the next team. Who should we look at uh, in our Google News analysis of teams' camps? That's Really catchy. Maybe yeah, I'll make a work, song. We got to work on that headline. Maybe. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I want to know about the Eagles. Get me up to date. Okay. What the Eagles are doing. Googling your team. Googling your team. Well, it's not really the team of the listeners of this show. Right. Googling some random teams that the Vikings will be playing this year. Okay. We've got our Google search up. Uh, we've got, let's see. I just want to look at the headlines. So I'm not opening articles here. I'm just looking headlines. No. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Here we go. This uh, too soon to worry 
about Jalen Hurts. That's the headline. There's not a there's not a question mark though. So uh, this must be this person's opinion that it is indeed too soon to worry okay. about Jalen Hurts. Now they don't have pads on yet, so uh, I think I, just on its face, I naturally agree that too soon to worry about Jalen Hurts after a few days is right. But I guess I'm getting the impression, Paul, that maybe Jalen Hurts has not looked very good running the offense through a handful of days at Eagles camp. I also Googled this and the like little sub caption that tries to get you uh, the teaser says, maybe it's the Eagles defense. It might be very good. So again, not not the type of statements you want to hear when you're trying to make a playoff run and you're favored to maybe make a playoff run, even over the Vikings. I believe they have better odds to make the playoffs. The Eagles do than the Vikings. Um, yeah, that's probably not the headline that you want four days in. Is is too early to worry about Jalen Hurts? I would argue after you've seen him for a full season and seen that he struggles to throw the ball, maybe it is maybe it isn't uh, too soon. Um, too soon within the lifespan of a training camp, sure. In the span of what we've seen from him throughout his career, maybe not. I think I think it's pretty evident that he's not a great passer of the football. The Mike Sandoz quarterback tiers, I believe he was. 20th uh that was the very bottom of the Kirk Cousins tier so technically on the same tier as Kirk Cousins but in actuality we know that that's not the case uh, especially in true passing situations now the contract obviously helps him but that's not what we're doing right now when we're playing on the field so Jalen Hurts struggling for that team is not great again early opponent for the Vikings and a team that they're they're going to be in the division or the wild card hunt they're going to be going right up against the Eagles so Another positive for the Vikings, you're not worried about, is it too soon to worry about Kirk Cousins? You know what you're getting from Kirk Cousins. The Eagles have no idea what they're getting from Jalen Hurts, and that's a scary proposition heading into a season. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jalen Hurts, so I do agree, again, too soon indeed uh, in this camp, like you said, but Jalen Hurts has the running and scrambling element to him that evens out some of the issues with throwing, 
And I also think that he's pretty good at handling things like, uh, you know, he went through a lot in college, came into the NFL. He was kind of a controversial draft pick for Philadelphia because they had Carson Wentz and they took him in the second round. And then he comes in his first year as a starter and reaches the playoffs. Upon further review with that season, schedule might have helped them a little bit. I think they went like nine weeks without playing a winning team or something like that. But either way, I mean, he showed that he has enough ability to get a team to the playoffs and to be dangerous, especially with the fact that he can run the football. And so even if there's mild improvement in passing, then he becomes a a much more scary player, especially on a rookie contract. If he was a very expensive quarterback and his throwing wasn't all that effective, then I think we'd be going like, oh man, this could be really bad for their franchise. But it seems that they've set everything up to have flexibility at the quarterback position long-term. But as far as this applies to week two, I don't think it really tells us anything. They got him A.J. Brown and maybe there's some adjustment period there, or maybe it's just that Jalen Hurts and players like him who do a lot of off-schedule stuff have to be in more of real game situations or that it's only five days through training camp. Like this is, that's going to be a huge game for the Vikings either way. If they beat the green Bay Packers week one, you go to Philly with a chance to start two and oh, and then everyone's like, Whoa, look at the Vikings two and oh, with two great wins. And if you lose the first game, then it becomes must win very quickly because you can't start 0-2 even in a 17-game season. Uh, You know, you play the Lions, but they're probably not going to be a complete joke after that. And then it just gets hard. Then it's the uphill climb that we've talked about the last couple of years in a row, and you don't want that. So I think that that is mildly relevant, just that he isn't looking the way that they want him to look. But I also think that we kind of know what Jalen Hurts is now and the parameters of how good or bad he could be are are really limited. Like there's just not he's not going to be way better, but he's also probably not going to be way worse than he was last year. The question is just, can you get after him and actually sack him? with you know the fact that he can run so well can you stop their running game i mean they had a great running game overall last season one of the best in the league uh, and that includes him but for the vikings so. it, it was a very serious issue that they've tried to shore up um and then can you cover aj brown and Devonte smith two extremely good wide receivers now here's um, another one okay oh, go i was ahead. just gonna say one other thing and i credit to the eagles they went on, out and did it and made the playoffs last year that's something the vikings can't say uh but i think coming down the stretch they got a little bit momentum just kind of, and it was artificially bloated by their schedule just slightly. If we, at the start of week 10, they were three and six. Uh, they then beat Denver, New Orleans, who was in shambles at that point with, uh, I don't even know who was playing quarterback for them. Um, Ian book, maybe uh, in that game. Um, then they lost to the giants, beat the jets, beat Washington, beat the giants, beat Washington again and lost to Dallas. So They had no win over a team that was above 500 there. Uh, So it's just, again, they went out and did it, something the Vikings can't say they did. But, and they, and obviously they go out and get A.J. Brown. They draft Jordan Davis. They had a really good offseason. But I think our last memory of the Eagles might be a little bit artificially inflated of where they finished the last season. Now, no question they got better. But if Jalen Hurts enters with question marks, then I think they're still kind of right on that tier with the Vikings if Hurts still has some stuff to figure out. But give me your next headline. Okay, there's some funny ones here. I'm trying to look if there's anything relevant before I get to the ones that are kind of hilarious. The Eagles need Miles Sanders to step up. Actually, every team needs every player to step up. So it's <laughs> not- right? 
I saw a good one about uh, Marcus Epps. Apparently, Marcus Epps. Former, oh yeah, former Viking. He's try. He looks like he's in the. Uh, he's he's kind of in the catbird seat to get one of their starting safety spots. So, of all the players that they drafted in late <laughs> rounds, like almost all of them went bust, and this guy is a starter in Philly. The one guy that they let go like right away. Okay. Uh, plenty of positive vibes surrounding Nicobe Dean. I think that's relevant. That Nicobe Dean was supposed to be a first round draft pick and then all of a sudden fell. And I think Philadelphia made a good decision with him. Their defense, I do think, is going to be fairly legit this year. I don't have any more Nicobe Dean takes, but I think that's a relevant headline. Uh, now, here's the two funny ones. Uh, this is um, what nickname has Britton Covey already earned with the Eagles? What nickname has he learned? Or Guess has he what already Kobe's position is? Because I don't know. Let's just, what do we think? Uh, let's see. Well, I, now this one I actually had to open. Okay, so he is a wide receiver and kick return extraordinaire. Ooh. As if there are kick return extraordinaires outside of Cordero Patterson these days. And maybe Kenny Wong. Who knows? What's nickname? I feel like they really buried this. Where is this nickname? Jeez. I'm like I'm like halfway through the article and I've lost interest in whatever the uh the nickname is the desert news not doing much not helping themselves right now with this yeah you hate to see it well oh it's there's like a whole q a here about the guy oh it's like with his college newspaper so there's a whole q a here you know okay so i'm gonna try to figure this out what his nickname actually is or maybe we'll just leave it to mystery and we'll never know what uh britain what is his name covey is uh, his nickname is i mean that's got to be in your lead if that's your headline if i can't find it in two seconds He's a uh, long Q and a too. He's, he's got, it's gotta be, it's gotta be great. Right. His nickname is great. Great Britain. Covey. I'm, I just searched nickname. Uh, the Mormon missile. This is come on. <laughs> it's nothing to do with great Britain. Uh, yeah. It's not UK. <laughs> a couple of guys nicknamed me the Mormon missile. So we'll see if that carries on. So he comes, he's University of Utah, you know. I get, I mean, <laughs> come on, guys. You got to do better than that. Are you going to read the Gardner Minshew headline? Are we going to do that? That's the next one okay. I was going to do. Yeah, Gardner Minshew. So here's <clears throat> here's one. Uh, Gardner Minshew spent the offseason in his own little island, a prison bus. You know what? I got to give, I got to give uh, Gardner Minshew credit. He knows how to make people pay attention to him. He would have made a great influencer, but this is a reminder of the fact that the Vikings traded a fourth round pick for Chris Herndon. And this guy who won a game for Philly that helped get them into the playoffs, this guy who started in the league and didn't look half bad, went for a sixth and the Vikings stuck with Sean Mannion instead of trading a sixth round pick for Gardner Minshew. That is one of the most mind-blowing, like of all the galaxy braining Spielman did over the years. Like that's one of the that's one of the most absurd that you traded right. for this washed fourth tight end from the New York Jets, the worst team in football. And then here's this quarterback who you had a whole year on of tape on, played pretty well with the Jaguars, had some good games, looks like a, a good backup quarterback, and Philly gets him and gets in the playoffs over you. By trading a sixth round pick. I mean, that's just like, you couldn't have written it any better. Yeah. Extenuating circumstances in other places, but the fact for how much Rick Spielman loved late round draft picks, his just tendency to then give them away for the Chris Herndons and 
Kari Vedviks of the world, while those same players like Gardner Minshew, Amari Cooper this offseason, Baker Mayfield, I know they're, again, extenuating circumstances with a couple of those guys, but still, they're going for around the same value that you paid for Chris Herndon and Kari Vedvik. So, you know, room um, for improvement for the new the new regime. As long you as you don't what, trade a fourth-round pick for Chris Herndon, you're looking golden. You know what one we overlook is trading Mike Hughes for nothing and then Mike Hughes playing good. I mean, there was a lot of goofy stuff that went on. Uh, it was time for a change indeed. But uh, all right. So he lived in a, a prison bus outside of his local gym. Good for you, Gardner Minshew, for doing that interview and letting everybody know you're the weird guy. You're the crazy backup quarterback. I miss the crazy backup quarterback. Yeah, no, right? it's, you know, I don't think we're getting any of those headlines from Sean Mannion or Kellen Mond. I don't think, you know, no, no, probably not. All right, uh, I'm going to go with the Lions next because, okay. you know, we've got to see if Dan Campbell has done anything insane. Uh, let's see. Oh, well, yeah, true. It's kind of kind of some uh, – uh, some. let's see. This is kind of a sad headline. Let's see. Terrell Crosby slams current Lions regime. They truly just don't care about the players. Well, I thought that was Dan Campbell's big thing is caring about the players. Was he cut or something? Yeah, you, you always don't know. Let's look. Terrell Crosby. I mean, he must have. He must have been right. I don't think he's on the team saying this stuff. You'd think. You would think. Yeah, so. he's a free agent. So. So he must have been. Oh, I've got another headline here. Okay, so it says Terrell Crosby, Detroit Lions dismissed concerns before spine fusion. Uh, okay. Well, that's not good. That's not good. Okay. No, that's not good. But uh, look, man. At the end of the day. In football, you're just another guy that they're going to do whatever they're going to do with that's best for them. So does anybody truly care about their players? Not in that sense. Uh, they're just going to do what's good for them. If Now, if their medical staff messed something up, that's I, that's a legitimate concern. Right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson leaves Penny Sewell grasping air. In first matchup. Now that's not what now I, that's not what you want to hear the Vikings fans right there no. because uh, Aiden Hutchinson was just dropped into their lap by the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, I was stunned that they went with Trayvon Walker instead of Aiden Hutchinson. And that the biggest worry you have if you're the Vikings about the Detroit Lions is some of these guys that they drafted high just being. Good. Penesul, one of them, but Aiden Hutchinson. Edge rushers can come in and be good right away. So that's not what you want to hear. Is is Detroit hard knocks this year? Is that what I'm saying right now? Uh yeah, I think they are. Ooh, okay. I mean, Dan Campbell. Uh I've got another one. Do you have a reaction to Aiden Hutchinson? No, I mean, first first overall pick, you know, you should probably I mean, hopefully you're doing some good stuff and flashing. I mean, I think we should expect him to be an issue and a problem going forward. Uh, Penny Sewell is a very good offensive lineman. So I don't think in that headline, they're going for wow. Penny Sewell's bad. I think they're going for Aiden Hutchinson did really well. So a couple nice bookends for the lions and yes, that will surely be an issue. Uh, but hopefully the Vikings offensive tackles, Darisaw takes a step and O'Neal stays where he is. If you're going to have to face a really good player along the defensive line, you probably want him to be on the outside with the two tackles that you have though. That's where you're fortified the most and where cousins seemingly can handle a little bit of pressure on the outside. It's when it's when the in it's in the middle and it's not great. So I think they can handle some stuff on the outside. Well, and this comes down to Christian Derisaw and how he plays this year, because 
we've just sort of written it in that Christian Derrissaw is like good, but I mean, he was okay last year and okay as a first year tackle that missed training camp gets a lot of benefit of the doubt for me. I mean, you usually get steamrolled. If that's the case, there are good tackles in the league. Colton Miller, Andrew Thomas, they were high draft picks came in right away and were horrendous. And then they got better as they went along. Uh, And he was not horrendous by any means last year. So I think there's a reason to have confidence in Christian Derrissaw Uh, It's just that now this is kind of a battle with Detroit where when was the last time you were afraid of a Detroit edge rusher and why was it Robert Porsche, which was way before you were watching football? I mean, I I literally cannot think someone will tell me, but I cannot think of the last time I went like, well, you know, Detroit does have this one edge rusher you got to watch out for. Who was that? I don't even know. It's like, oh, Ziggy Ansah, like kind of quietly pretty solid but he was always like underrated edge guy that you kind of have to look for it wasn't like this dude's a problem they i don't think i don't remember any of those guys okay anthony zettel for one game i believe in 2016 went absolutely off against them and then they signed him for training camp yes yeah as as one does got to uh this uh, would be a i guess helpful headline to the vikings for their is it week three matchup against detroit uh, Jamison Williams, not close to returning. So it would be shocking at this point if he played by week three. The second matchup is uh, more likely to have him playing. And uh, I'm not really seeing a whole lot of other headlines from the Detroit Lions that would be shocking. I did see a video on Twitter, which doesn't count for the game, but of Dan Campbell doing up-downs with the team. And All I don't right. know what that means. Uh, okay, yeah. I've got I've got another one. I've got yeah. two more, two more. The this is restore the roar hype. So if I you was have say, uh, anything over. for our boy Eric, he's yeah, yeah. he wants the positive stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll just read both of them. Well, this is from the Detroit Lions website, so this doesn't really count. All but right. uh, DJ Shark enjoying his role in Detroit Lions offense. That's good. Good for him. You should enjoy what you do. And uh, now this is actually interesting, though. Lions Wire. Uh, Jeff Akuda off to a great start in rewriting his Detroit Lions career. Now, I have written many an article about a third year bust who is not going to work out. And that was Laquan Treadwell. Treadwell learned to run routes in the offseason. But with Jeff Akuda, rookie corners always struggle. Then he gets hurt right away. I do think there might be something still there with him as talented as he is. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Yeah, I mean, corner is such a hard position to pick in the draft, and you can bust out, you can be a Vernon Hargreaves really quickly uh, with your cornerbacks. And so... For Lions fans' sake, I hope Jeff Okuda is good. He's the third overall pick. 
but yeah, that's not the type of guy you give up on. And again, different circumstances for the Vikings, but it's like why the Chiefs took a chance on a guy like Mike Hughes when you have a premier pedigree talent. So if Jeff Akuta sours with the Lions this year, that's a guy that some good team with a good infrastructure can say, can we bring him in? Can we try to keep him healthy? Can we keep him good? So, I mean, hopefully for the Lions' sake, they can kind of get him back on the right page because that that defense can start to look a lot better if they have a shutdown corner uh, next to them. And that's the type of stuff right now as they're rebuilding and they're kind of a trendy team to be all right. Those are some of the surprises that end up happening if they are a good team. Like if they are a good team, someone probably emerged from that cornerback room and just judging on the pedigree of the guys in the room, Okuda seems like a prime candidate where he's just starting to figure it out and he he gets things going in motion. So for his sake, I hope he he has something left in him because, I mean, you're a third overall pick for a reason and cornerbacks generally never go that high anyways. So there's something about him. And so it'll be cool if we can at least see that a little bit. Uh, this is where we say before we move on to the next team, something about the Lions and whether they're going to be scary or not. Anytime it's in the division and Matt Patricia's not coaching, I think it is just in general. I'm not there yet to say that the Lions are a playoff team or that they're even going to hit the over, but they do have some of these signs of like, well, you know, if they tick some boxes, they're going to be pretty dangerous. And I think that they're a way more scary team to the Vikings than they have been basically since Jim Caldwell uh, was the coach. So, all right, you get the next pick. Go off, go off the board a little bit here. We're not going to do Chicago because my gosh, like, I don't want to waste everyone's time, uh, but yeah, uh, go off the board. Be, on just the, be an homage to Courtney if we did Chicago. But also look at them. Just, I mean, I mean, we do like like flaming wreckage here on the show, so that's what they seem to be. But uh, yeah, we'll get enough Bears flavor on the show anyway. So uh, go off the board a little bit on the Vikings schedule with a oh, on the another schedule. team. Yeah, on the, on. Yeah, I just let mean me, like not let in me the pull division. Up the Vikings schedule real quick. I know I should probably have it. Do you have it at this point? In memory, like if I told you to recite it, would you be able to go down the whole thing? Hmm. Okay. Well, if I want to buy you some time, I could try to recite it and have it be the worst okay. podcast I've ever done. I've got but one. But I'm going to say that uh, I'm going to say like I would say sixty percent. Like if you gave me a week, I would have a pretty good guess. But I'm not. I have not memorized not it. It's a week to week league, Paul. What are you even doing asking me that you, question? You podcast you- every day, Matt. I don't know. I think you know. Maybe you should have it on lock. Um, I just focus on. I just focus on the next practice. Okay, I'm sure. Yeah, your day by day growth every day. Just I'm just trying to win today. Small steps, just trying to win right. this podcast. Win the then day, I'm trying to win lunch. Up. All right. All right. I haven't even eaten yet. Go let's ahead. Talk, What's your let's team? Let's talk Patriots. Let's talk Patriots. Oh, okay. I know we like All making right. Mac Jones comparisons to this. So let's see what our kooky friends are doing without coordinators over in New England. Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, New England Patriots wide receiver Devontae Parker solidifying role with big plays and contested grabs. Remember Devontae Parker? The last time I played Madden, I played with the Dolphins because they had Ryan Fitzpatrick on there. And I will always, as long as he's on video games, play with Ryan Fitzpatrick. And Devontae Parker was unstoppable on the game. And that's basically what I know about Devontae Parker because he's hurt all the time. Is that going to be a classic Belichick traded for this guy that another team gave up on. And then, oh my gosh, welcome to Canton, Devontae Parker. Or is it like, oh, Belichick, you're so genius. Look at this wonderful trade. And then it doesn't work out like, say, Ocho Cinco, who he traded for once upon a time. Albert Hainsworth, like he takes a lot of swings. Which one do you think this one's going to go? 
you know, if it was any other position other than wide receiver, I would probably say, man, this is a steal. But our boy Bill, if he's got a weakness, it's it's picking out some wide receivers. He's he's gone to the well a couple times in the draft. It hasn't worked with our Nikhil Harry's of the world and and such. So I don't know. I've I've always kind of Devontae Parker's a tough one for me. I know you're not a big fantasy player, but Devontae Parker is always just staring me at the face in some draft. And I'm trying to believe in his upside this year. This year is going to be the year for Devontae Parker. And then I missed out on whatever year he was actually all right after I've had him on my team every year. So I'm ready to buy in again. I'm ready to get my feelings hurt. I think he can be good. I mean, his only issue generally has been staying healthy. Uh, And in terms of finding a role, you got to beat out Jacoby Myers and Kendrick Bourne. Like you should probably be able to do that if based on your pedigree and what you've shown when you've been healthy. So I do like, Devonte Parker. I think he will end up being. I don't think this is steel. They're going to say, "Oh, okay." Devonte Parker was a solid ad. I have no idea. I mean, he could be if he's healthy, though. Like we might be talking about the Patriots are always clever at this, so they don't have an elite wide receiver. I bet on your PFF rankings, they're ranked like twenty fourth or something, or even worse when it comes to the wide receiver groups. But what Belichick has always seemingly understood is if you have four guys who are decent, it's kind of like having one guy who's elite and they all have to stay healthy. But like Jacoby Myers is a pretty good player and they've mixed in some other guys. And uh, one of them is in another headline here, which is Kendrick Bourne will have Debo Samuel year for Patriots. Tom Curran predicts. Tom Curran covers the New England Patriots, a Debo Samuel year. So he's going to have like 1,800 yards receiving and run for like 400. I mean, this has to go in in terms of if we were talking about ludicrous training camp headlines, thank you, New England. Of course, you're leading. Almost everyone we've talked about outside of the fact, like the one guy who they couldn't give a nickname to, like everybody else has been totally reasonable. Well, Jalen Hurts doesn't look that good. And like maybe Jeff Akuda. And then here's the Patriots beat. Oh, yeah, this guy who's like pretty mediocre. Debo, classic stuff. I I was just going to say, I'm jealous that we haven't run a similar headline yet on Purple Insider. I don't know what we're doing yet. But I mean, the offseason and the draft was full of, could this be their Debo Samuel? Could this be their Debo Samuel? So I'm glad we've carried that over into the training camp and we're already trying to find our Debo Samuels here in the draft. Kendrick Bourne? Ah. If I was going to rank guys that may have a Debo Samuel type rise, I don't know if Kendrick Bourne would have been on the tip of my tongue, but he is on Tom Currents. And I appreciate that because that headline, I would have clicked on that and I would have read that and tried to figure out what that means. Does that mean he's going to get upset and request a trade? I mean, that that would be the ultimate dupe of a headline uh, if that was that. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take the, if, if Tom Curran's putting out a line for that, I'm going to take the, he does not become it, but I, you know, I respect him. I respect him for that. Uh, the next Debo goes under the category of like, there's a bunch of things that people talk about that just absolutely do not exist outside of one or two players where it's like, will this guy be the big nickel hybrid guy who does everything and ruins the other team? And you're like, well, there might be like one or two guys, but that's about it. Uh, And the same thing with this running back is running deep routes, 30 yards down the field. Like, no, he's not. And we get one of those players every year, though, like Debo Samuel. I don't know what it has been in previous years, but we get one every year. 
No one's playing running back along with wide receiver except Debo Samuel. And Debo Samuel doesn't even want to. No, he doesn't. Like, so no one's being that. So you mean he's just going to like catch a lot of passes and be very good. Okay, good for you. Uh, one last one before we read the Vikings headlines and, uh, you know, have some fun with those. But like uh, this one is great because I always want like these ones get me for this game. CB Malcolm Butler takes lighthearted jab at Bill Belichick following drill. What do you think the what do you think the what do you think the lighthearted jab was about? It's what do you, you want to take a joke, guess? Right? He's like Grandpa Grandpa Bill or something like that. Maybe maybe he'll play me in the Super Bowl this time, eh, Bill? <laughs> <laughs> it's got a I yeah. Maybe maybe you and old Maddie Patricia should have played me against Nikki Foles. What what you say? I would have sniffed out that uh, play at the goal line. That's not um, the lighthearted jab. No. Okay. Do we know what it was? Oh, I've got it. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready to read it to you. All right. I'm ready. I don't know, man. Looks like Bill Belichick is an offensive coach now. He ain't on our side anymore. (laughs) Oh, my God. Roasted. Camp is so dumb. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we haven't done that. And I don't I we haven't read the Vikings headlines, but I don't know if there's been any puns that we've spun out into news stories yet. So he smoked them. Have we have we gotten any good puns? Is Kevin O'Connell ripping jokes for you guys? No, no, no. He's not. Dang. Uh, <laughs> we know Kirk's not. I just didn't know. I thought maybe there's a jokester we're talking to yet. We haven't gotten it yet. Uh, CJ Ham comes with dad jokes sometimes. Okay, I was that's, gonna say I don't know who the. Do we know who the the class clown is in the locker room traditionally? Do we know that? Well, getting back into the locker room this year, so I guess we'll find out. We'll find uh, out. But traditionally, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It used to be I, like, wasn't it Britton Colquitt for a while? His locker was filled with like a bunch of wacky stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, stuffed animals. Stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so we have, uh, now we're, we're to the Vikings here. Okay. Let's see. Uh, when pads go on, train your eyes to these players. Pads going on, big deal. Uh, Cam Bynum's up and down afternoon. Yep. Got beat by uh, KJ Osborne for a touchdown, made a couple of other plays. Yep. 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 Vikings stir up controversy with video board message to fans. We will never remember this. I promise you, we will never remember this controversy ever. It will, it'll be like next year in August, somebody will go, remember when they put that message up for the fans and we'll go, ha ha. Yeah. And I think the Vikings are pretty realistic in understanding that's a big ask um, from fans because half of training camp is just the fans getting to experience it and getting hyped up and stuff like that. So if it just deters 50% of people, then I think they've kind of gotten their job done um, in terms of video. Uh, Plenty of people, I still saw it on my timeline. I don't think it necessarily worked great. Uh, But if it just takes some of the people away from doing it, who knows? But in the long run, it won't matter. Uh, Vikings value return of rejuvenated tight end Irv Smith. Yep. Yep. That was talked about. Yep. As they should, as they they should. should. Uh, we have a, why Kirk cousins could win MVP. Good. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. You certainly exercised your fingers typing that they're stronger now from that workout, but, uh, you did waste your time. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kirk cousins, not too concerned about Viking Vikings GM's comments. I mean, I'm sure that he didn't love it. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't love it. I if if you were Kirk, if you were Kirk, you got to be like, really, man, really? Didn't we just do this? Didn't we? Didn't we just do this? 
Like you guys were so complimentary to me in the off season, just any interview that you could get Kevin O'Connell in, he was, you know, Kirk, we love him. So, you know, but some, some stuff just slips through the cracks every once in a while. So. It certainly does. Uh, yeah. Uh, we have KJ Osborne's name being spelled wrong here. We've got, uh, yeah, I mean, there's really not a lot. And this is kind of where we started is, Oh, Rashad Hill signed with Washington. I saw that. Rashad, Rashad Hill. He is one of the nicest people that, I've ever met in covering pro sports, Rashad Hill. Good for him. Yeah, uh, sure. Ed Donatel has high praise for Cam Dantzler. I guess so. I mean, he didn't have, he didn't torch people otherwise. Like that's one of the, that's one of the things about NFL headlines is where it's like, this coach says this player is awesome. Like, well, yeah, but was he like telling you the truth about other players though? Or, you yeah. know, I don't and know. a lot of times it's like, it's sometimes especially when it's not one of the reporters that was there, but sometimes you'll ask a question like, Oh, is Cam Dantzler look good? And they'll be like, yeah, he's look good. And then that gets taken in saying, well, he thinks he looks great, but it's sometimes it can be the question that's asked and taken out of context. But yeah, I don't know why you would say bad things about Cam Dantzler. Unless your name's Holton Hill, you usually get pretty good <laughs> reps, pretty good um, feedback from the coaches in the media. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, so to me, it's all about specifics. If somebody has a, a specific reason why they like what someone is doing, if it's like, I like this about him, then I'm interested and I might learn something. But if it's just like, oh, yeah, we love what he's doing out there. It's like high praise. Uh, OK, I don't know. Uh, are the Vikings sleeping on Cam Dantzler and Andrew Booth Jr.? I, I'm not sure how like they're playing, so I, I don't yeah. know how. Can exactly I ask you a question um, generally that I feel like I've seen in national media? feels like national media podcasts I listen to, articles, football outsiders, like a lot of national outlets seem to be high on the Vikings in their potential this year or just higher than normal. And I think a lot of that just goes back to they think what Kevin O'Connell can do with the offense is going to be really, really helpful for the team. But do you think – I feel like locally people are excited about the season, but I, I don't know necessarily if local – media and fans are like jumping on this team as a Super Bowl contender, but you're watching Colin Cowherd go out there and say they're going to be 13 and four or whatever. And it feels like some of the national media seems to be thinking the Vikings could be a frisky team this year. And so I just don't know if that's we're in the off season, we're building up headlines or if that actually has some smoke to it. So I was on with uh, Aaron Schatz of Football Outsiders on their podcast previewing Football Outsiders, and he introed it by saying, our numbers are fairly high on the Vikings, but I don't exactly know why. <laughs> and, okay. and so um, there's that. Part of it might be the schedule, and if you look at the opposing quarterback schedule, it's just not all that scary. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the only prognosticators whose opinions that I take seriously as far as setting expectations and what I think they'll do is those in Vegas. Uh, the sharpest people are the ones who set the lines and these, you know, just, I don't understand entirely how it works, but I've been, uh, I've had friends explain it to me who understand this whole thing about like the sharpest people, the people who are uh, professional bettors essentially are setting the lines by the way they bet and then everybody else comes in and, and then moves the line if it's going one way or another. But uh, that might not be a perfect explanation. But the point is that, like, they're the most accurate in the in the universe. And how I know is that they make money off of it, a lot of money off of it, about setting these lines. That's where I put the expectation. Any other, any other like, media person or content creator or, what you know, whatever it might be, random former player or something – 
I just shrug my shoulders because none of us really, none of us are good at knowing and none of us really know. Like if you go back and listen to me, try to pick games of whether the Vikings will win or lose terrible at it. Like, it's just, I don't know. Like I, I'm not good at predicting games. It's a totally different thing that people are good at than it is covering a team and telling you everything that's going on and discussing them. So I don't think that Cowherd or whatever it has a particular skill. And if even the guy who invented football outsiders is saying, I'm not as high as my numbers say I should be. Uh, and I think PFF's numbers and the Vegas numbers match up almost right on where it's like eight, eight, eight or nine. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking like, well, you know, we've all got to do that where we pick a team and we go, yeah, you watch out for the Jags this year or something like that. And then if you're right, you get to go like, ah, told you um, one, one more though. One more uh, Vikings. Patrick Peterson drops truth bomb. That's Ooh. sure to make Aaron Rodgers' life a little harder. A what truth was this? bomb. Without seeing the quote, do you know what, or without seeing the article, do you know what that quote is based on that headline? Hmm. Cause you're in all these press conferences. So if you could guess the truth bomb. I mean, I'm reading this article and if the <laughs> truth bomb is what they're claiming the truth bomb is, they were so desperate to put Aaron Rodgers' name in a headline. All it is, is Andrew Booth Jr. Telling our friend, Chris Thomason that he, or I'm sorry, Patrick Peterson told CT that he thinks Andrew Booth Jr. looks good. He's quick and he's going to be a problem pretty soon. That's what he said. Okay. All right. Watch out, Aaron. If you wrote that headline, (laughs) don't you have to like look at yourself at the mirror at the end of the day and be like, what are you doing? What am I really doing with my life? Like, this is what I do. This is what I do. I sit in front of a computer and write bullshit. Like, that's what I do. Jeez, I, it's uh, the NFL can be overwhelming for everybody. So anyway, this is fun, though. Yeah. Training camp. I think this game has to stay. We'll go through each team's headlines and then we'll uh, then we'll, we'll have to figure out. A, to we'll have to figure out a title for it that you don't have to ramble on for 15 seconds, though. So we'll have to get that a little bit more shorter and snappy. Oh, you mean the actual name of the game? Correct. Go, going around and looking at the Google headlines of other teams that the Vikings are playing and what they're doing in the training camp. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We can All get right. Manny Hill on that, maybe. All right. We'll talk to you later, Paul. Thanks. All right. Bye.